Dosri Nune Gor Holodeck Cash. Welcome to the Holodeck is Broken, a Star Trek rewatch podcast. I'm your Captain Laura. I grew up watching most of Star Trek. I'm your first officer, Mac. I've watched way too much Star Trek. I'm Eris, your communications officer, and I've seen some of it. I'm Z, chief security officer, and I have no idea what's going on. Our seven-year mission. To rewatch all of Star Trek from the very beginning. Boldly going where everyone but me has gone before. Hey, everyone. I'm Laura. I'm Mac. I'm Eris. And I'm Z. And this week, your away team is continuing our journey through the original series with the Squire of Gothos, or Gothos, how does he say it? Doesn't matter. And <laughs> Arena, otherwise known as Kirk Fights the Gorn. Mm-hmm. Mm. Da, da, da. Once again, Roddenberry uh, introduces us to a god being that is misbehaving because his atheism manifests in very particular ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing wrong with atheism, it just, this is classic Roddenberry. Mm-hmm. Classic. Classic. <laughs> I, I was thinking about theism and, you know, and, and religion watching this episode because, like, I, I figured it out. Not necessarily like, you know, like, oh, I figured it out. But I was just sort of like, if this isn't a god, then it's an alien with godlike powers, you know, kind of thing. There's a lot to be said about this structure of religion as in here's this alien or this other being with more power than you know, uh, humankinds, and they're behaving badly because they are essentially a child and they yeah. don't know any better. And I was like, that could explain a lot of religion, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, what you worship. Right. <laughs> For all of Roddenberry's atheism, it's just like, you know, you, you can talk about religion. Like, like here, thank you for introducing this new concept or this new, uh, not really new concept, like a new example. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of like one person's God is a, another person's misbehaving child. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Which, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if Roddenberry lived to write his memoirs, that probably would have been the title. <laughs> <laughs> about the... The Trelane character. First of all, why does he have a very French English sounding name? I mean, I was going along with it because he clearly was very obsessed with Napoleon. Right. And I was like, okay, he gave himself a name. But then his parents call him Trelane. And I was like, is this just because the child itself was like, I I want to be called Trelane now? And the parents went with it? Or like, honestly, maybe. <laughs> possibly <laughs> that. True. Or possibly his true name would be unfathomable by human ears. So what Kirk heard them say was Trelane. Ah, you know, I like that too. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, I did write down on my notes in large two lines worth of characters. He basic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I believe I didn't like put a time code or like a a note to say why I was writing this, but I'm pretty sure it was when they were talking about how he's really good at the forms of things, but not the substance, like like the fire without heat. And so I was just like, he's basic. (laughs) He a basic bitch. (laughs) Which I think is my vote for alternate title of the episode. He a basic bitch. I concur. Yeah, yeah, I second that motion. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Uh, Uhura doesn't get much to do this uh, this week, but what she the few seconds she has, she milks for everything it's worth. Yes, her fuck you look she gives him when he starts <laughs> describing her as like the God, it, just, it sounds gross coming out of my mouth. That Nubian princess or whatever. Yeah, she's she like, was like yeah. I'm gonna try that one again, buddy. <laughs> 
and be like, say that again so I can turn your intestines into gloves. <laughs> I, I, I wrote down when I, and I think it was the moment she had in the beginning where she was just on the bridge being good at her job. And I just, I was impressed that they didn't, they could have easily written her as vapid and they didn't. And she is a highly competent member of the crew and but just all yeah. around badass. I, 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 maybe I'm a little in love with her. She's awesome. So <laughs> much of that is subtext, though. It's not really written into the script. Yeah. It's, it's choices Nichelle Nichols oh, makes yeah, as, yeah. A, as a performer mm. that, I mean, like, okay, they get a script and or her probably isn't even mentioned in the scene. But if she knows the camera's on her, she is doing something interesting and what appears to be useful and doing it competently like it, there's so many layers to her where the others don't have that like if if the camera's not focusing on kurt shatner's essentially asleep <laughs> yeah yes like, shatner can just sit in the chair but like uhura sits in her chair but she's pushing buttons and listening real hard and Uhura's never working. sat in a chair in her life she owns that chair <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The chair is deigning to, or the, the, the chair has given the privilege of holding her up as a structure yes. system for her. Yes. It's really cool, and, and this will be buzzer territory, but I think I might get away with it because it is Uhura base. And later on, she becomes the head of Starfleet Intelligence, the Starfleet spy agency. Oh no, I'm into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and but this is in the books, though. Right? And it's in the books and yeah, stuff. Yeah. It's not. It's not going to be something that we'll see on screen. But she's so good at it, and her secret is that she knows how to talk to communications officers on other ships. So ah. she she makes a off the books intelligence network based solely on communications officers on other nice. ships. So oh there's a God. whole team of Uhuras right. out there. Yeah. Oh, love it. Yeah, and I was like. <laughs> That's dope as hell. And I don't rarely, I rarely say that with Star Trek books, but I'm like, <laughs> damn, Uhura, that's some smart thinking. Also, I love the fact that, like, it's kind of calling out spy networks as they really are. Right. It gossip makes, networks. It's just gossip. It's, <laughs> so, it, it's one of the few things in the Star Trek universe that makes perfect cogent sense. <laughs> that's awesome. When I used to work in law, the legal secretaries all had a secret Facebook page account thingy that we just shared information about what our attorneys were doing or thinking. And it was essentially a spy network for law. <laughs> Don't piss off your legal secretaries, guys. <laughs> we own you. We got a new yeoman this week. She's blonde, <laughs> a new one. which made me miss Janice all the more. I was like, you're not my real mom. <laughs> but she brought coffee. So I was like, okay, hey, give me a cup of coffee. <laughs> there was a moment. Coffee. I, I actually really liked that scene. There was a moment, I think, when she's writing on her pad when Spock was in charge of the ship, or some random yeoman. It's not the one that was on the. I don't know. Some some lady, <laughs> but she's like just writing on her pad. Spock doesn't like coffee. What do I do with my life? <laughs> <laughs> he always. He never has a second cup of coffee at home. <laughs> That's an old commercial. That is. And, and, and Laura laughed, and nobody else did, and I'm okay with it. There, I enjoy a joke never more than when only one person out of the three of you laughs at it, and the other two give me dead silence. That is the best feeling. That, that I know. Oh, yeah. I, I will never, never avoid an opportunity to make only one of you laugh. Nice. It's You're like, welcome. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's good. I love it. It fuels me. 
Anyway, back to the episode. Oh, from last episode, we were talking... Uh, we... I was talking about <laughs> Spock a lot. I really appreciated Spock and Scotty's relationship. Yeah. In this like, the mutual science bros, just sciencing it up. <laughs> And it was, it was, there was a divide in it. Like Spock was a little more is a little more pure science, and uh, Scotty's obviously engineering. But there was a kindredness to them. Yeah. Yeah. I also really appreciate the fact that Spock is the only person that I can easily recall of of any bridge on any Star Trek show ever created. Of Spock, which we watched all of them in the last few months. True. <laughs> Spock is the only one occupying that command chair who's like, um, I could beam down to the planet, but. But no, I'm too important and I need to stay here. Everyone else is like, oh, I got to get down there. And someone else on the bridge has to be like, but sir, regulations are you can't go down there. There's an unspoken thing with Picard that he usually does. He usually, he usually accepts doesn't, that reality. But he wants to. Yeah. But Spock is like the first one to just flat out be like, no, I need to stay here. My job is important. Yeah, I, I kind of like, I haven't really like said it or I'm not... It's only just been barely a conscious thought to me, but I keep thinking about, like, Kirk, you're the captain. <laughs> yeah. why, why are you in the face of danger all the damn time? Like, because it's an opportunity for his shirt to get ripped. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just waiting for the day when Kirk is stuck on the ship so he just rips his own damn shirt off. <laughs> there oh, is sure an episode at one point where he's sort of isolated on a recreation of the ship. And, and he still finds some girl to hit on. Like, it, it, it's sort of amazing, really, at that point. <laughs> anyway, that's like season three. Season three is going to be rough. <laughs> Anybody knows that the salt vampire was one of Trelane's trophies? Yes. Yeah. I was like, there's the man eater person. <laughs> and, and Bones did a double take when he saw it. He was like, uh, uh. <laughs> Nancy! Smell it! <laughs> podcast from earlier. The only other notes I had on Squire of Gothos was three in a row. Weatherman! Exclamation point, because apparently there was a meteorologist on the uh, away team. Why is a meteorologist yep. on your, on your away know, team? I, I don't know, I get don't it. know. And then Alexander Hamilton. Yes! Uh, I'm going to make that coming, too! I really like Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, I wrote... Captain, don't throw away your shot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, also, One, I, I four, just... Five, six, seven, eight. Oh, now Hamilton podcast. <laughs> Zulus, are you fucking kidding me? He gets, he gets two of these in this episode. <laughs> kind of blatant micro-racial aggressions. <laughs> that Trelane... <laughs> Yes. I'm just like, I'm here for it. Because Sulu, I love that Sulu gets to say, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, just clear, straight-faced, to the camera, like, <laughs> you can feel his rage. And did you all notice how, going back to things we've said on earlier episodes, Bones was immediately like, oh, I got to try the food and wine on this table. Like, he was he was all in it for the food and the drink. <laughs> yeah. Bones is. is an alcoholic. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, but also the, the last in that line of notes that I had was he broke the holodeck because he actually he shot the thing and he broke he broke Trelane's holodeck. Yeah, the holodeck was broken. That's uh, uh, so in this episode there was major shit boner. Can we just like point that out for a second? Just okay. Our tech is a little muffled. It sounded like you said shit boner. <laughs> ship with a yeah. P. Yes. Proceed. He had a major ship boner. 
every other thing he said was like, you have to get the ship away. She's got to yeah. get out of here. I'll give you time to get the ship away. Like, like not the crew, not not the people, like the ship. And he did that both episodes this week. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. And I noticed there was a moment, I think maybe they were back on the ship or something. Anyways, like Yeoman Ross is looking at Kirk like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're safe and all this stuff. And Kirk doesn't give her any regard, but looks at Spock with Mm -hmm. more interest than he ever looks at Yeoman Ross. (laughs) (laughs) Yeoman Ross is barking basement rand let's let's not kid ourselves that's that i don't think that's necessarily conclusive it's like yeah yeah you're the fourth yeoman i've had in a month yep they return from trelane's planet she goes all the way up the turbo lift to the bridge still in her yeah. regalia and yep. i'm like like lady you, you can do better you can do better. There, there are some nice men out there who aren't gonna make this about coffee and princess costumes. You like seriously, like go, go back to school, get 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 your degree, get a good job, and build a life for yourself. As uh, as I'm very fond of saying to my boyfriend whenever we're watching ridiculous anime, they don't have to go through this plot line. They can just become a baker. Just be a baker. <laughs> Learn to bake bread, open a bakery somewhere, you got it. In you don't have to throw yourself yeah. constantly. <laughs> you can open up that bakery for free. There is no money. You just find a space and start baking. <laughs> just just give, give the people bread. <laughs> Occasionally a croissant, if it, if it you know, suits your fancy. <laughs> and she has experience serving coffee. It's halfway there. Right. <laughs> What are your qualifications to open up a bakery? I was a yeoman on the Enterprise. Done. Here we go. Pounds of flour. Here's some yeast. Here you go. On that note, I do think we are running up against our commercial break, and we can return to this discussion after that. Oh, what a lovely picnic. After that ham sandwich. Ooh, ham sandwich. I'll take your ham sandwiches for me, for I am the superior being. (laughs) Uh, Not my ham sandwich. I hate these guys. Pass over the God Raid. What? God Raid? No! Oh, I miss my mom! God away. Now in spray form. And before they get you. This may cause atheism. This commercial brought to you by Yeoman Ross's Bakery. Yeoman Ross's Bakery, come visit today. Coffee not available. Commercial break! Commercial! Commercial! Uh-huh. Well, we recorded two episodes today, so we do have our messages of social enlightenment. We're going to have to repeat ourselves, but we might have the opportunity to hit a few more. In no particular order, and again, this is not an all-inclusive list. Black Lives Matter. Yes. Anybody else can chime in? Water Um, is life. uh, Water is life. Yes. Good. Consent matters. Remember to vote. Register to vote. Vote if you're voting by mail. Make sure your vote is in the little secret ballot that they give you. Before you put it in the actual mailing envelope. Wear a mask. Yes. Yes. Cover Wash your damn hands. hands. Mouth, <laughs> nose and mouth, nose and mouth, nose and mouth. Nose and mouth. Soap has this magical way of like washing away the, the fatty bonds and, you know, then the virus just washes down the drain. Which means you, doesn't mean you should eat soap. No, no. <laughs> I don't know why. Stay that. Apply the soap to your hands and scrub vigorously. Only to exterior surfaces, guys. <laughs> it's a topical, not an yeah. intestine. <laughs> yeah. 
Get your flu season's coming up. Get your flu shot. Get your flu shot. I yeah. hope to get mine this week. Immunizations are good. And as the umbrella topic on that, trust science. Yeah. Vaccinate your damn children. Yeah. I think that's about it. Again, not an all-inclusive list. We have human failings. There's there's so much going on. Just be 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 a good person in a world full of not good people. Be considerate of others. Be kind. Yes. Yeah. Others have with exist and live. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> if you enjoy listening to us, you can also listen to <laughs> As the Myth Turns with your cultural interns. Eris. And Z. They air episodes on weeks that we are off. Uh, they will soon be completely hosted on PartyApocalypse.com, where you can find uh, this show, uh, The Fourth Wall, blogs, books, movie reviews, and really mu- anything that comes out of my head and other people's heads soon, because we'll start putting out some more content. There is your YouTube channel. Oh, yes, if you like to uh, watch people play video games and want to watch me play video games, I have a YouTube channel. You can find me. It's Eris O'Reilly, all one word. I play a heavily, wildly modded Skyrim where I basically turned it into the Legend of Zelda. I also have other games on there, but that's like the big one. Okay. Back to that episode, yo. I don't know why I said that. I'm going to try that again. Back to the episode. And now we're back at the episode. Are we in the episode now? We are in the episode currently. Oh. Well, where are we? In an episode. So I'm not in the other episode. I'm no. in this one. Well, actually, we're between episodes. We're between the Squire of Gothos and Arena mm-hmm. at the moment. Okay. Does anyone else... That was a pretty good a transition. Does anyone else have anything about the Squire of Gothos before we uh, move on? He basic. He's a basic bitch. This episode was literally nauseating to me because in the moments where Sulu was driving and having to, like, turn the ship really fast to avoid the planet... And then have to turn the ship fast and avoid the planet again. And like there were the just the screen was making me nauseous. <laughs> so oh, no. you know, anyone else have vertigo problems like I do, you may not want to watch this one. I will say I actually am very pleased. It seems like in the last couple of episodes, Sulu just gets more and more competent. Like they or rather they show him like yeah. being good at his job. And I, I really enjoy that. Agreed. And me that's going arc for him because George Takei was very like Nichelle Nichols was very good at making the most out of what they gave her George Takei was very good about getting more and more to do as things went on to the point where in the final movie he's the captain of his own ship ah, hooray. Z you got anything on the square the square of Gothos yeah or like <laughs> the square of Gothos <laughs> <laughs> he baked That's and all. speaking Basic bitches, let's move on to the Gorn. <laughs> I like Arena, and I think Arena's one of the, like I said at the top, that it's one of the, or maybe I said it last week, the ironic, the iconic episodes of the series. Like any time where there is some other movie or TV show and they are watching Star Trek, 
it is nine times out of ten this episode that they're watching. Yeah. Uh, Bill and Ted's bogus journey comes to mind that Bill and Ted were watching this episode because then later on they actually had a scene at the the very noticeable Vasquez rocks, that sort of outcropping of rocks that shows up a lot in Star Trek, but a lot in other things as well. A symphony of Kirk running weird. <laughs> yes. This is a showcase of Kirk just like waddle 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 dodge, waddle 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 flip. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> also, like when when the mortar shells and stuff were happening, he just decides to run right out into the open, yeah. despite the, all the cover that was on the edges of the field and set. He's just like, "What if I run into the middle of this field? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like this, and what if I duck like this, and then oh, wait, like this, and yet Nimoy you, you goes think out I'm gonna there. dodge this way, but actually I'm gonna go flip this way." <laughs> Nimoy runs out there like a non-weirdo and, uh, you know, manages also not to get killed. And I, I wrote down, is it possible Nimoy is the better actor? Uh, <laughs> possible. possible. <laughs> yeah. I think that is a, uh, a firm affirmative. <laughs> a firm affirmative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, um, why is Kirk so aggro in this episode? Yeah. Like, literally, the last episode, the like, like as in the Squire of Gothos, he was like, we don't commit violence unless, like, we are forced to. Like, we are a peaceful, you know, civilization now. You're 900 years behind the times and stuff. And now in this episode, he's like, grr, somebody blew up this colony. I'm going to murder all of them. It's like, you know, I'm an evolved man of the future, but mm, I'm going to squish this lizard mad with this rock. <laughs> I have a soapbox about this one. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, that that annoyed me because, like, at near the end of the episode, when he's talking to, he's like, you know, he or he was about to kill him. He's like, no, I'm not going to kill you. I'm like, you were totally going to kill him ten minutes ago. You were sad when that big rock did not crush him dead, and no. it just made me so angry because Kirk is not my captain. I admit that. I love Picard with all of my heart, but I'm watching this, and I'm like, Picard would have figured out the whole chemistry bomb thing within about five seconds, and then found a way to not murder his opponent, and also somehow get back at the people that, like, put them in this situation to begin with. And Kirk yeah. is like, oh, rage, death, and I'm like, oh, you are awful. Picard would have turned the diamonds and sulfur into tea. Yeah. <laughs> him and the Gorn would have been sitting there sipping tea, and then the alien would have to come down and be like, why aren't you fighting? And be like, would you like some tea, sir? <laughs> <laughs> because we are civilized. <laughs> Go yeah, uh, this episode, I've never, I think this is one of the first times I've actually really watched this episode, besides seeing just the famous scenes from it. And the whole time, I'm like, ugh, Kirk, I hate you. Like, this is just so awful. <laughs> and, and the goofiest moment in the whole episode is when they're really into the fisticuffs. And it was clear that they were shooting, like, they were moving purposely in slow motion with the thought being <laughs> that they would play it back at a faster speed for the episode. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and then they <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the, the Gorn's like, swipe. Kirk's like, oh, wait, dog. And then <laughs> Gorn's like, wait, let me try it again. Oh, it didn't work the second time. And then oh they start God. hugging each other. And they were just like, all of each other's face, like, hey, how's it going? How you doing? You having a good night? Yeah. Yep. 
slow dancing and shit. That is what, that's MMA uh, 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 angry hugging. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you ever watch MMA fighting, they, they do that a lot. It's just angry hugging. <laughs> wrestled for a really short time when I was in school and like the amount of hugging, like at first I was like, is it because I'm the only girl on the team and like, like I'm I'm the only girl. Like, is that is that why they're all groping up on me? But that's like just part of it. And I did not see any groping. Like it was just hugging, just hugging mm-hmm. in the in the episode. Yeah. Well, guys have to get in touch with their emotions somehow, and beating each other is about the only practical way in some cases. Or, I or, or remember a lot more butt grabbing really. and wrestling though. So there was not. Yeah, I, was, I was dissatisfied <laughs> with the amount of butt grabbing in this episode. <laughs> not, say, there's not very much of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when when I wrestled in, in in school, there was there was a lot of butt grabbing. Like you grab the butt cheek and you okay. swing around, and then you grab the hips, and then you pull, and like okay, you yeah. sweep the yeah. arm and. And like there was there was none of that in this episode. I was very dissatisfied with the amount of butt grabbing. <laughs> all right, all right, no, I, I hear you. Of <laughs> not butt grabbing to butt grabbing all the time. This episode ranks a one. <laughs> <laughs> Kirk clearly doesn't have his priorities in order. <laughs> right. Like he's always trying to grab butt. What was going on this episode? And the one time where he's supposed to grab the butt, he doesn't. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Ridge too far. <laughs> After Charlie X, he's just his heart's not in grabbing ass anymore. I'm also very disappointed. Spock, being the the science officer, clued in real fast to like what Kirk needed to do on the planet to combine the chemicals. But like Bones is just looking at it like, what's he doing? I'm like, do you not have an understanding of chemistry, sir? He I doesn't because he's not a doctor. <laughs> He, he, he just wrote he a kindly alcoholic <laughs> that found his way onto a spaceship. Look, look, he went to Staples and he got some real nice paper and he printed it off a home printer, you know, medical degree d- awarded to Bones. Like, that's it. That's his degree. I'm full on conspiracy theory. Bones is not actually a medical doctor. <laughs> you know what? I just realized. Last week, we talked about how Bones is the horny one, but we didn't make any boner jokes. And it's, <gasps> it's staring us in the face. <laughs> boner! See? Yeah. Like, how, how, that's, oh, that hurts me. But also, that's so insightful. And it hurts me because we didn't. We didn't make any boner jokes. <laughs> I'm going to go cry now. Excuse me. How did we miss that? <laughs> what is it my life? I had a straight face. And then it was. Cross level right there. There was also a very strange amount of time where near, I think near the end-ish of the episode where Kirk is like, they're, they're just lingering on him combining things and building this weapon or whatever, like, for a really long time. So much so that I, I nicknamed that section Crafting with the Captain. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's the name episode. Like, I'm, I'm your host, James Tiberius Kirk. <laughs> so this week on the show, I'll show you how to make a rudimentary gun with this rock and a tube and these wonderful minerals. First of all, you have to not have a hand phaser or a sturdy club. <laughs> the the Metron people very clearly stated to Kirk, 
like, and I, I assume to the Gorn guy, we're going to put you on this planet with all the materials and necessities needed in order to craft a weapon. Ooh. And the, like, for 20 minutes, Kirk has wandered around like, there's got to be a phaser hidden somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, did you and know? It's going to be a red button that just blows him up. <laughs> Just like the damn instruction said, you have to put a weapon together. Not they're gonna leave one for you. He is that kid at school. I have science officers and yeomen for that. I am the captain. My job is to act and to cheat death whenever I can. I think that like frustrated me the most of all because he brings it up like eight times. He's like, I gotta find the weapon they hid. They didn't hide a weapon. They told you they didn't. And later, Spock's watching this all unfold. He's like, good, good. I, I really thought if I wasn't down there with you, you'd be dead by now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it was very strong Spock going like, oh, he's, he's learning. Look at him, Bones. Our son is learning. <laughs> Did anyone else feel like the Metrons were very much like your parents? When they catch you smoking and they make you smoke the entire pack? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're just like, oh no, we have detected violence in our in our solar system. So what we're going to do is we're going to make you fight to the death, and that'll learn you something. <laughs> we abhor violence in all forms. Therefore, you must all kill yourselves. <laughs> yes. Like that's some stellar mm. logic, there, Metron man. And <laughs> Stop me if I'm wrong, but don't they don't they talk about how like the Gorn was like, oh, you invaded our space, so and then they're like, oh wait, did we accidentally put a colony on someone else's planet? Oh, oh, that was bad. And then at the end, Kirk is like, all right, let's get back to the colony. We gotta we gotta colonize that shit again. Like I I'm so <laughs> yes. Oh my, I did. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Yes, yes, that absolutely <laughs> happened. Kirk learned a lesson, but only for about five seconds. <laughs> only enough for him to get paid. Right. <laughs> and then gave us one more little aria of him running, but this time he's injured, so it's even goofier. <laughs> how, how does a man waddle when his left leg is useless? I probably couldn't even move if it weren't for... The fact that I have to. <laughs> okay, but as soon as he got back on the ship, his limp was gone. <laughs> you right. You right, though. <laughs> he forgot about it. <laughs> he was just doing it for dramatic irony. He was like, man, I really hope the Metrons are beaming this visual image up to the ship. <laughs> and they were! <laughs> it was like some Hunger Games shit. we are almost out of time uh does anybody else have anything about arena that we want to add before we uh, wrap things up for the episode i felt like this episode is oddly disjointed because it's 15 20 minutes of bombs falling and then the gorn and when we're talking about the Gorn, I completely forgot that that whole bombing thing happened at first, and yeah. I don't know, it's just like a weird, like this. They, they wanted this to be two different episodes, and it became one? I don't know. It's like Act 1 was too long or something. Yes. Yep. I agree. <laughs> but I, I, I'm a sucker for Kirk fighting the Gorn. I, I, <laughs> I, can't, I can't deny it. And I like it that he blinks now. He didn't used to blink. It was really weird. They added that with CGI later. 
Yeah, the porn blinking helps. If you ever watch it without that effect, it's just... He's just... I can't blink! My eyes are burning! <laughs> it's probably because he's a dazzled in bitches. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> They have these contact lenses with the jewel. <laughs> make every captain go through this. <laughs> it's really painful. <laughs> it's how we show rank. If you are but a lowly ensign, you just have regular eyes. But I, the captain, have the most fabulous eyes. <laughs> Star Trek's weird, but I like it. <laughs> God, welcome to the lovely world of sci-fi. Anything goes. Where's the talking squirrel episode? Anything else from anybody else before we sign off? Nope. Nope. You're right. It's an iconic episode, or at least a few iconic scenes that get played over and over again. I'm I'm not sure it needed to be a whole episode. <laughs> Even the fight itself was a little overlong. Fair. It takes a long time for a Gorn to come back in canon Star Trek, like to the tune of like 30 plus years wow. before they try to do the Gorn again. Next time, your away team will be going back to the 1960s with the crew of the Enterprise. I wonder why they picked that decade in Tomorrow <laughs> is Yesterday. After that, Court Martial, where Kirk is brought up on charges. I wonder if he really did it. Spoiler, he did not. I'm sure he'll be fine. He's oh, guilty of things, but he just isn't guilty of that particular thing. I was going to say, Court Martial, finally? <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.